Welcome to the Kickpod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Okay, welcome back to the Kickpod. Wait, let me never start like that. I don't know how I'm going to start the podcast with you. Okay, well, before actually, before you can introduce yourself, if I'm Dalton. Okay, yeah, that is very creepy. So obviously with Steph being, you know, she's having a baby, so she's unavailable. We, I had to find someone else to do the podcast with me and... I'm not just anyone else. <laughs> I have got Dalton with me today, which for anyone that doesn't know, Dalton is my fiancé. I never use that word. I, I, I find it weird. I call you my partner usually, but anyway, for the purpose of this part... You're lying. You've said husband. You keep calling me yeah, your I hubby, do. even I though we've cancelled <laughs> our wedding four times. Stop lying. Come on. I do. Anyway, so Dalton is going to take us from the top of this episode because I wasn't going to do the D&M question and the special share by myself. I just thought, why not? We're going to do the whole thing. So... Am I co-hosting moving forward? Is this what this is? He keeps asking me if he's going to be a co-host. Absolutely not. But uh, for today, yes, you are. Okay. Next week. (laughs) Next week it might be Dalton. If you do want to, I mean, not, I don't know if you'd want to, but Dalton and I have done another podcast before, more about you, Dalt, but this one is going to be all about relationships anyway. About our relationship? Well, you know, why not? We might as well give some juicy oh, stuff. <laughs> what's, in I the, what's in the creepy sound? Oh, okay, anyway, so as you would know, Dot, every episode starts with a special share. So do you have something to share with everyone that you've eaten, watched, read? No, I don't think you read many books. So the special share has to be something you've eaten. No, like what I'm, just trying to think, I'm just trying to think of something. And it wow. can be anything that you have encountered this Ooh. week that you want to recommend to our beautiful community. Look, I'm not going to say – I've probably got two answers. I don't okay. want to be biased. But the the new chicken oven bake recipe at Keep It Cleaner. Oh, my God. No that joke. was my special share last week, I think. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't well, miss yeah. it last week. That's awkward. <laughs> Uh, mm, okay. Well, probably the easiest meal to cook and the most delicious that I've had in a while. But, uh, you know, two people that are time poor, boom, straight in the oven. Was it 40 minutes later? Happy yeah, days. There you go. <laughs> Providing the first so time we burnt good. the asparagus. So um, yeah, that wasn't yeah, that but good. not the second time. Anyway, well, thanks, Sunny, for sharing that. And mine. D- uh, I had two. You have two. I said well, do you I know had what's two. fantastic? Why are you cutting me off? Because I don't actually have one this week because I'm very consumed by the fact that Steph is about to have a baby and oh, that's, pretty that's cool. my recommendation. Is that <laughs> What's the recommendation <laughs> that she's having a baby? That's something that I've been focusing on Your recommendation on this week was appoint I'm me enjoying. as co-host moving forward. <laughs> Correct. Okay, what have you got? All right. My my key, well, I looked at the week ahead last sitting here Sunday and it's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go whenever I have a coffee or whenever I go see someone in the street, I'm going to ask them how their day is. And that was what like I practiced all person. week. Yep, just, you know, smile, say hi, be nice, ask their name, say their name. I think, where were we? I actually said someone's name. And you're like, how did you know their name? I'm like, well, they're wearing a name tag, Laura. But um, <laughs> I think it's just really important that you acknowledge people and I had a really great week off the back of just focusing on that small thing. Well... As much as sometimes you're Well, hopefully me, no I one thought it was creepy <laughs> just trying to work out their name. but That's actually a really nice it. recommendation. Thanks. Thank you for sharing that. The chicken us. was pretty good too. <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to share with you guys before we get into this week's DNM, which yes, Dalton is going to give, give his advice to on, which I feel bad for the person that sent it in because they didn't want your advice. They wanted steps. But anyway, sorry for this week. I'm not pregnant, but <laughs> no, I know it's Steph not, very well. It's not, it's not about that. Anyway, so this, so today is obviously Wednesday, and then we are very excited because this weekend coming up is Mother's Day, and what that means for us at Kick is that Kick Bump is launching, which is awesome. We have been working on this for so long. We chatted about this last week. You would have seen some more teasers throughout our Keep It Cleaner social media page and through Steph and my page as well. And 
uh, we're just so excited for anyone that is, you know, has just had a baby or has is pregnant and is needing something like Kick Bump. We're so excited to, to have it there for you guys. So, yeah, that's going into the app on Sunday, which is very exciting. Anyway, so for the DM, this week's DM. What is it? My question is about love languages between partners and how you show affection to each other. I am a very affectionate person through physical touch, cuddles, kisses, holding hands, etc. But my partner shows his affection to me through working hard to provide for our family, acts of service, and isn't overly physically affectionate. And I find this hard sometimes and get disheartened easily. We often have arguments over this as I'm always wanting him to kiss me more. We are still only in our 20s. Do you have any advice on how to have a happy balance or your own personal experience with love languages? What a good question. And also, I thought, again, apologies to this beautiful community member who didn't ask for Dalton's advice and he's, he's, gonna, he's, he's going to be sharing it. <laughs> so, honey, would you like me to start or do you want to start with this one? You have a crack. And then I'll bounce off you. Okay. I'm trying to think in our relationship how to re- uh, is in relating to this question. I think actually in our relationship we are quite similar in how we give affection. However, I have been in other relationships where we had, I suppose, completely different love languages and that's okay. And I think you can absolutely make it work. I, actually, do you know what? I think one thing that we are a little bit different in is that I think I love acts of service. That's one of my love languages. And you don't do acts of service unless I ask you. And then like when it's done, then I feel it's just like not the same feeling. So I think I can relate to it 100% in that way that it is hard because that's not how you show your – that's not your love language. Yeah, I'd probably – we're probably in a similar scenario to be – Wait, who's more affectionate then? No, you're more affectionate. You need – more affection than I need affection. Yeah, I Definitely. suppose so. But I've, ne- I've never, I've never actually like felt. I just feel but, like but the I need you to do more chores, like chores. <laughs> oh, <hang on. laughs> this isn't about chores. This is love languages, all right? Yeah, acts that's, of service. Acts for of me. service to chores is cleaning that's out and like folding, washing properly is an acts of service for me. Don't. Pointing out like I do nothing because <laughs> no, I do, do plenty. We, we do have quite an equal household. But anyway, continue. When was so the what, last time you cooked me dinner? Last week. Oh, <laughs> no, come <we> on. <laughs> Dalton cooks more dinners. Anyway, so back to this question. Do you, Can I actually, I actually do have a piece that I feel like my advice hasn't been valuable yet and I'm not sure of this. I would say that I would recommend sitting down with your partner and talking through it. Because I think that sometimes when we are different with our lab languages, we don't often, I suppose, uh, like our partner might not understand the t- what love language that – because you're different. I think – to be honest, I think that's a good point. Like I think it always comes back to communication, right? And what I, – I think equally both of us work extremely hard um, in work and, and out of work in, in regards to making sure we have deep connections with our friends and family and putting a lot of effort in. To be honest, you put probably more effort in in that space than I do because I think sometimes I get very one-dimensional around work, work, work and probably similar to this question is I feel like I'm giving a lot by working hard every day mm. but that's sometimes not enough mm. and I think you know that's equally a learning and something that I need to get better at but I think you you know, whether it's chores around the house, my job's not just done when I come home after work, my job needs to continue. And, you know, that's, there's so many different ways that can be done to support one another. But I think it is sitting down and having that communication because you, you know, we're coming up to five years of being together, you know, all my quirks, (laughs) my flaws, my, my, all the pros and cons around who I am as a person. And well, you're still here. So that must be good. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I think it still just comes back to communication and knowing what each other wants because I think you can show it with really small acts of, you know, service or without going into all, you know, the love languages. I think there's you appreciate the small things if I think about them or get them done before you ask for them because we're on a pretty similar wavelength. I mm. There's so many times where you, like, ask a question and I'm sitting there saying, yep, I've done that. 
But then the other hand, on the other hand, <laughs> sometimes I haven't done that and it's just dragging on like maybe painting uh, our bedroom Day that took six weeks. Uh, but, you know, it's finished now and, you know, I think it just has to come back to that communication and being, you know, comfortable enough to talk to each other about it. I agree. I think that's that's the best way. And I think it's actually something that if – I think obviously you, you both are in a relationship that, you know, I, I don't know how long you've been together for but um, it is – did you tell us no I don't know how long you've been together for but if you are really you're both really committed to your relationship you want to be committed to you know working through this and chatting about it and often communication does solve a lot of things honesty and transparency for any relationship alone they're your relationship tips are they you've heard it here first folks the truth (laughs) the truth is good and you know you can all get on the same page pretty quickly if you're both honest and transparent with each other Love that. Okay. Well, thank you for, first of all, to our beautiful listener for their question. Steph would have said the same thanks, thing. Thanks, honey. Of for <laughs> also, I'm Got so you back, sorry. Steph. I call Dalton Honey, and I feel like everyone has names for their partner, right? We all know. Steph and I have spoken about this before. And sometimes names give you the irk. The irk? The eek? What's it called? The ick. The ick. The ick. It's like when you're like, oh my goodness. It's like if we use baby, we don't use that because that gives us the ick. But other people will use it. So I'm so sorry yeah, if anyone's listening. Oh my God. I'm so sorry if anyone's listening and I'm saying honey and you're like, that is so annoying because I'm going to be no, conscious of that. Your new word is hun. <laughs> hun. Don't ever call me that. Oh my goodness. Alrighty. So now to get into this episode, we're already into it, but getting Took your into time. the. The middle, the juicy part of the episode. The guts of it. And today we are going to talk through some relationship advice that we found on the internet and we're going to talk about if it works for us mm. and what we think of the advice. Okay. Now, some of them, that I found an article, it is on BuzzFeed. I will put it in the show notes. It is called 36 Invaluable Pieces of Relationship Advice. We're not doing all 36. We are, but we can be quick on some of them. So we don't need to go D&M on every 36. So or we're we will both be answering for 36. our thought on the question, like on well, the advice? Well, maybe it won't always be needed, both of us. Maybe one of us can just take it, but we'll see. I'll take the we'll see how we go here. Okay. Okay. All righty. So number one. And these are all submitted by, I think, BuzzFeed readers, BuzzFeed, the BuzzFeed community, which is amazing. Okay, number one, admit when you're wrong, shut up. I don't like that word, but shut up when you're right. I don't know about that one. I, I definitely what? think admit when you're wrong is a good one, but yep. I don't know about the other part. Yeah, but how many times have we had an argument and it's been because one person's right and then I've got to ref- – oh, sorry – one person has been right. And then <laughs> Excuse me, we're equally Someone has right to remind someone that we right actually right. discussed this earlier and then, rah, 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 10 minutes later. Do you know what actually? Sorry, honey, <laughs> you did mention that, didn't you? You know, actually one thing that makes, that I think of when I think of this, I'm not sure about this advice, but I read in a book that I read recently, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a SHIT by Mark Manson. Oh, is it not, not that? Shit. Is it F U C K? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Is this PG? This podcast? <laughs> no, or what's it is, it I just go? don't like saying it. Am I fifteen? I don't like saying it. Anyway, in that podcast, in that podcast, in that book, they Mark, the author, spoke about how you need to be aware. If you always think that you're right, then you need to really evaluate yourself because, in, I mean, just the way that it goes with likelihood of chances, there's fifty percent chance you'll be right. So if you think you're 100% right all of the time and you can never, I suppose, own it yourself and realise that you're wrong sometimes because we all are, we all make mistakes, I think, yeah, that's that was good advice. I think that just comes back to having self-awareness, right, and being – I bring it back to my earlier point of honesty and transparency. I think if you can build your relationship off the back of that, you shouldn't – you know, there should be understanding both sides mm-hmm. even when – Someone might get it wrong, you know you're going to come back to that point because you've worked through it as a team and there's no point. Yeah, sometimes you get frustrated, there's no doubt about it, but equally you just have to have that self-awareness that you can't always be right. That's the word I was looking for, self-awareness. That's right, lucky you got the dictionary. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh my goodness, so weird. I have to say it is very weird having a conversation with you that's recorded with microphones. Anyway, anyway, next one. 
Date someone for a year before taking the next step, whether that be moving in together or getting engaged. People change with the seasons. No. Interesting. I mean, I think it really depends on the people. I think I would say, I mean, if you can move in together before you decide to get married, fantastic. But I also know in, in, in a lot of no. cultures that's actually not possible that's and so that's view, okay. Though. Oh, well, what's your view? No, I, 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 I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I, I think it's – whether you're getting engaged or moving in together, like everyone goes at different speeds. Like our mm. relationship, we moved in six months after dating mm. each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, taking that as, you know, I was sort of already out of home and you were, you know, keen to move out of home, I think we moved pretty quickly in that space. Mm. But but I think I, I don't see any right or wrong. I think it's so subjective and I think it's very um, personal to, you know, people go and move at different paces, look at everyone in our life and I think people have gone on different journeys and you don't necessarily have to get married. You don't have to be engaged. People mm. are happy just to be together. Mm-hmm. And I don't think um, it really just comes back to what you value as a couple and what you decide on is what you want to do. So I don't know about that one. I would say, though, one thing is you do learn a lot about each other when you move in together. Oh, yeah. Because one – and one thing, actually, that I think is very important when get, when getting to know your partner is once you start having financial burden, you know, any financial responsibilities. So, you know, if you move out together, rent, electricity, yep. all of those things – I think that's when you actually learn a lot about each other because if you have different money values around money, then it can be quite difficult and that's where communication is really, really important. Yeah, once again, I think that's really, you know, everyone's different but I think, yeah, living together is a big test and Mm -hmm. a big change and being in each other's space 24-7, regardless of you're at work, you're, you know, considering the other person in the room and, and, and making sure that you can you know, be there for them. It's not just what you've been used to. And that takes time to adjust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three, there are two boxes in every relationship, hope and expectation. Resentment builds when you put petty things into the expectation box. He needs to give me flowers or this he or she or they need to give me flowers. He or she or they need to take me places, etc. Put petty things in the hope box and be clear about what is in your expectation box. I love that one because I think this comes back to what we were talking about with the love languages, right? I might, for example, just say that acts of – is it acts of gifts? I don't know what the love language I'm is. But, but when you give gifts, that's that's a way some people um, – that's yes. one of the love languages, right? And receiving gifts is a, is a love language. I'm actually going to Google. Okay, fantastic. So, for example, if I – found like felt loved by receiving flowers which a lot of people do flowers are beautiful and you the gifts was on the bottom of yours because you you know you thought it was there was other ways to show me love and then I never told you that and then I just got upset and I got really angry because you never bought me flowers this is a silly example but that could build up yep. but you didn't even know that's something that I cared about yeah because it's in your head Exactly right. Have we haven't spoken about? Should we just recap what the love languages are? Okay, I feel like sure. We've why not? It twice. Why not? <laughs> so we've got words of affirmation, acts of service, mm-hmm. receiving gifts, mm-hmm. quality time, physical touch. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Continue. Thank you. Okay. Next one. Run, run, run hard and fast after what you want. See who's running with you. I'm not sure about that one. I just, I feel like. Uh, But I think that comes back to drive and ambition and that's something both of us really have. And Yeah, I I, mean. I think we chase after everything Could interpret it that way. Well, I (laughs) am. Including each other, sure. Maybe we should just stop there. But (laughs) I feel like that's, you know, maybe I'm reading into it too much, but I feel like we're pretty aligned in in regards to, you know, seeing each other and, 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 and supporting each other on our journey, whether it's work and life. Yeah, love it. Okay, my dad told me, don't be interesting. Uh, did I say that really weird? Interesting. Be interested. Um. <laughs> Actually listen to them. It's by far the best thing you can do. You'd be surprised how many men, women or people don't know this. I will also say in this article they are only using one pronoun and I think they should use all of them. So I'm just fixing it as I go. What are your thoughts on that? 
Listening. I think, okay, what we're going to take out of this one is listening is so important. Listening to each other and not, I feel like sometimes, especially in arguments, you are not listening because you're just waiting for the other person to stop. And this is not just in relationships. I feel like it, it is in all relationships, friendships, you know, workplace, everywhere, that if you're in a conversation with someone and that person or you are just waiting for the other person to stop talking before you speak and you're not actually listening, then that is not helpful for anyone. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, learning and listening is such a key part of anyone's day and I think it's actually been you know, fully receptive. I think so many times people find themselves distracted. Our phones are a massive distraction mm. day in, day out. Mm-hmm. and I think That causes a lot that, of arguments between us. Yep, 100%. And I think being present mm. in the moment, mm-hmm. no matter how small, and that's a bit of like what I was saying earlier is actually engaging with someone, you know, whether it's the brister in the morning or mm. whatever it might be and getting to know them, asking how their day is. Being present in that moment, you know, even in this short week, and with family and friends and being 100% committed to that without being distracted because it happens. I, I, I get it. People are busy. Life happens. So, mm. you know, whether it's technology or you're not 100% present because you're, you know, maybe tired or you've had a big week or whatever it might be, I think, you know, it's something that I'm continually trying to practice and be better at is being present more and, and I think really committing and engaging um, with the people around you is, is really fulfilling, really fulfilling. But I think, you know, when you're with your partner and you're with them 24-7, I feel like, you know, you can get into this sort of bit of, you know, on the the rat rat wheel, so to speak, Mm. and you're just sitting on the couch, you're on your phone, you're having dinner, you you become, you know, it's almost like an autonomous way of living and I think you need to find ways to be more present and and disrupt what can be, you know, oh, here, we're back at Friday, oh, what a week, Mm -hmm. here we are sitting back where we were last week. How do you create those milestones? And, you know, equally now off the back of, it was a pretty hard 2020 with um, COVID-19 and still very much, you know, the reality of the world we live in now. I think, um, you know, people fell into some of that and we definitely did. But I think now it's how can we create moments that don't all have to be big, but how do we give time to whether it's walking the dog down the street, going out for dinner, um, you know, whatever is something that breaks that circuit, I think is really good because it allows you to engage instead of being just on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Your voice goes deeper on podcasts. Yeah. I'm getting, um, what's that 101 uh, Richard uh, oh, no. <laughs> vibes right no. now? <laughs> what is it? Oh, I know who it is, but no. <laughs> next question. Let's go next question. Okay. You are not in a movie. You are a real person. Don't expect, oh, this one is savage. Don't expect other people to treat you like you're always the star. Dawson's what? like, what? <laughs> See, not again. You know what I'm going to take from How this one? A I'm not relationship sure. advice. I'm not sure. You know what I'm going to take from this? Do not compare your relationship to the relationships you see on TV or in movies because they are not Instagram. real. Yep. Or Instagram. That is exactly – I think that's what we're going to take from this point. I think that can be the worst thing ever. I think we can – we only see – we don't see, obviously, as you know, we don't see the whole 100% of people's relationships. We see the – five percent that they want us to see and so it is so unfair on ourselves if we compare relationships to what we see online but i think it's it comes back to that partnership right you're not the only person in the relationship Mm. so if it's been the movie star of the relationship and it's all about you Mm -hmm. it's you know that's a tough place to be in but there has to be you know that that can happen you know Mm -hmm. whether you're celebrity or not or if you're putting it back to the question itself like some people have a role to play you know equally they might have you know, public notoriety or they might not, but I think it can be, it doesn't necessarily have to have that because mm. that's all coming back to it's all about me, me, me. It can't be. And also, you know, it comes back to some of those questions of I'm always right. It can't, that's just not how it works. It's a partnership. It's 50-50. It's you both have to come to the table. So it can't always be about the one person because the other person might get left behind or feel like they're not getting the attention they deserve. Mm. Agree. Okay, I'm going to combine the next two. One is don't fight about money because after you've fought and maybe said mean things to each other, the amount of money in your bank account will be the same. And then have separate checking accounts. So this is definitely an American recommendation because I would say bank accounts in Australia. So I think as we kind of touched on before, money does cause, especially when you have different values with money, it can cause issues in relationships. I mean, it, it and also when there are... you. In relationships, when you are in financial hardship, that's what can cause so much stress for you both. And I think also, I mean, we have 
joint bank account. That's how we've always been. However, we, that we doesn't... We much did that since we moved out. Yeah, like we did. But that in, doesn't yeah. mean that that's the way to go. I think no. it is such... Your decision about if you keep your bank account separate or together is such a personal decision and I don't think that you should I mean it's good to talk to people about it I know I have friends that have some of my friends have separate spending accounts they have an allocated amount of money that they agree with their partner that they'll both spend each week because they might be saving towards a goal Mm. but that means that their partner isn't judging their spending so like you know if I value I don't know bags just say as an example and I keep buying bags and then my you get really angry at me which hasn't happened because I don't really I don't really buy bags, but anyway, um, then, but that might be something that I really value and I don't put my money into. But then for example, you might buy a bike and I might be like, oh my God, that I would never, like, I don't agree with what you're spending your money on. What are you trying to say? (laughs) It's okay to have different, I suppose, things that we value with spending our money. And so I think that that's a good solution maybe for people that are struggling with, you know, their partner seeing what they're spending. But I think it's also such, 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 such a personal thing. Yeah, I don't really have much more to to add to that. I think it's it's very much a, you know, it's circumstance, you know, both the relationship to people in that relationship. Mm. Next one. When you've found the person that matters, distance is only time until you can be together forever. Is that about long distance? Some of these are very funny. Say it again. When you found the person that matters, distance is the only time until you can be together forever. I think I'm just going to leave that as a quote and move on to the next one. Yep. <laughs> move okay. on. My father told me to look how my significant other interacts with other people, especially waiters and servers, while in the getting to know each other stages. He said it's the best per- way to see a person's true colours. I love this one. Well, I've already answered that. Yeah, 100%. I just, the way people treat others is such a way to see the type of person that they are and what they value. And for me, one of the things that I, I, well, I don't, I'm lucky I don't have any people around me that do this, but when I see, and I mean, when I was a waitress as well, some some of the ways or that you're treated and you're treated like, when people treat you like you're below them and you're, you know, not a human and they don't – I just – it is it's so bad. I just it, – I think it's the worst character that someone can have. Yeah. I, character trait. Well, I guess as everything I've discussed earlier is that's something I've been practising for a while but, you know, each week or, you know, like I was saying this week, um, you know, being really more focused on it because it gives me fulfilment and getting to know people out there is um, – and giving people time of day, you just never know what difference that could make to someone else, you know, mm-hmm. you know that you might not know well, but just taking the time because everyone is busy, mm. life's busy, slow down in the moment. Someone told me, put your finger in your partner's nose. If Sorry. It dis- <laughs> <laughs> oh, good luck. If it disgusts you, it means you're not in love. Oh. Well, I feel like if I, I could... If I could take your little nose hairs out, I would love to, but you won't let me because, um, and not that you have like a largely hairy nose, but um, you have a broken nose. Dalton broke his nose playing footy like how long ago? Like, well, when you were playing footy, what, five or ten years ago or whatever, and it's never been the same. So I can't actually touch your nose without inflicting serious pain on you. And you mean you don't often like put your two finger weeks ago when you kicked a football <laughs> straight into my nose and I was crying. Accident. Um, you, I couldn't care less what you do. But would you be just <laughs> – maybe we'll try it after anyway. I, do that's random. Do you want to pick one now? <laughs> I've got a good so, book in there. This is so random. I'll okay, just chop down one. all the trees. It'll be dirt. Next one. Okay, this is a funny one. Keep the fights clean and the sex dirty. <laughs> You're pretty dirty. <laughs> oh, my God, Dalton, no. Okay, keep the fights clean 100%. And I think by the – well, my interpretation of that is just communication and don't go to bed angry. Yeah, well, Talk that's, our, that's our biggest rule. I feel like we spoke about that on the last podcast we did we together, did. actually. But I think, um, yeah, we never – we have our arguments, we have our disagreements, but we work through it and we never – our number one rule is we never go to bed angry at exactly each other. Right. So there always finishes with a, I love you, but you're a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah, but I still love you. So you can have a laugh and, you know, you got to work through things. But I think, um, yeah, that's our rule. Um. Yes, and 
I think we're just going to leave the next bit because my mum listens to this podcast and I what? just feel like we're not going to go in. No, it's fine. Which okay, part? next part. Which love, part? No, love, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Love is like a fart. If you Sorry? have to force it, it's probably crap. <laughs> well, you fart a lot. So I feel like it's pretty <laughs> oh easy God, for you. Stop. Well, that Farty is pants. actually so good. I love that one. Oh, well, you shouldn't have to force it. You just well, you know. No, actually, one thing I want to say on this, not to make it too serious, but the grass is greener where you water it. So if you put no effort into something, anything, you're not going to get the best out of it. Relationships included. Okay. Let's go back to the sex question. No. <laughs> My Don't mum listen. You dirty. Thing. Okay. The best advice I've ever got was from my mum. Everyone at some point. Everyone is at some point, at some point, an asshole or an asshole. Did you just say <laughs> asshole? You're like on meet the fuckers, meet I mean, the fuckers, no, whatever it is. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just, I just put my whole drink bottle on, my oh, no- wow. on the floor. It's meet the fuckers. Meet the fuckers and the um, little, the ass- little boy. Asshole. <laughs> so everyone asshole. at some point is in. How do you say it? it's asshole? As- asshole. Oh. Uh- <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Everyone at some point is oh, an asshole. Geez, honey. I it's feel like you should <laughs> skip this question. It's about finding an asshole you can put up with. Okay. I Do you think I'm an asshole? No. I, I actually don't think that you should settle for an asshole. I definitely do not think that that is great advice. Um, I think one thing though is everyone, no one is perfect. I think that's something that I'm yeah. going to take from this question, this, sorry, this statement. No one's perfect and you can't, ex- I don't think you can expect your partner to be 100% perfect all the time. However, there are, of course, boundaries that you need to put in place and things where, you know, if someone doesn't treat you well, then you should be treated properly mm. um, and you should always feel safe and secure and loved in your relationship. So if they're an asshole, asshole. goodbye. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you should be settling for using, if you're thinking that word, then that's, I don't know, that's not me. Not you. Not me as the okay, next one. I'm saying I wouldn't want to settle. This one I don't know about. Choose your in-laws wisely. I'm not marrying your parents work? and you're not marrying my parents. So why does that? But you're still buying into someone's family, right? So you're why still- buying in? Not, not, <laughs> I'm not saying buying in. You're not cashing in the chips. I'm saying like you have to be, you know, equally, I think, you know, when you're in a partnership, you, you still, you've got- their family, your family, that's you, you still have to be present across the board. And, and you know, I think um, I don't know how you could choose your in-laws wisely because I feel like that's a bit bizarre. But, you know, I'm here for you and I'm lucky I get, you know, two younger sisters that are full of energy and, 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 and very fired up. They're way funnier than me. <laughs> a lot funnier than you. But, um, and I've got a mother-in-law that really cares and has done a great job for her daughters over the years. So I think, you know, that's that's great premise because it's been built on hard work, which all um, the Henshaw girls have. So it's pretty cool. Well, that's nice. But, um, yes, I mean, I think this one's hard because I know people that have not nice in-laws and it doesn't mean that your partner is that person. So I think that is important also to... It takes time though. It does take yeah, you time. Have to you, put, you have yeah, to build have that to, relationship. Yeah, exactly you know, right. it's it's an important one, and I think it does come back to you know everyone's relationships with their family is completely different, and, and I think that's really important to acknowledge, and and I think a, an important conversation between you know two people in a relationship mm-hmm, too is mm-hmm. people's expectations. You know, their family. This is what you know they're like. This is what your family's like. You know, I think um, it's really important to have that you know communication between each other as you know. Everyone is different. Yes, you're not, you know, marrying the in-laws, but you still have to be present in their life, you know, and if you are getting married, forever, ideally. So, you know, I think that's an important consideration. Depending on the circumstance because obviously some some people don't, maybe don't have a relationship with their parents and that's okay too. Yeah, definitely. All right, the next, I mean, the next one, I've actually said this on the podcast before and I've already said it today. So obviously I am on the money here with, relationship advice the grass isn't greener on the other side the grass is greener where you water it and Steph and I have spoken about this on the podcast before and it is a great thing to think back to when you start especially I find when I start comparing my relationship or my life or whatever to those on social media I don't really have anything to add I agree love it 
is or if, if your partner is always making you cry, you have to ask yourself, is he your partner or is he an onion? (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, next question. This is bizarre. (laughs) So basically I think this is saying if your partner is always making you cry, you shouldn't be with them. 100% agree. You, You should not always cry in a relationship. No. Yeah. Okay. You do cry a lot though. Like, you know, someone makes a cracker dish on MasterChef, boom, oh, cry. Yeah, of course, but not from, <laughs> not not from arguments. Oh, oh my joking. God, no, of course not. Okay, this is a great one. If you're upset about something that won't matter in five years, you should not be upset about it. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, I think that, it, yeah, once again, it does come back to that communication, but I think it's really knowing what's important. I think a lot of people, you know, it's, it comes back to a few of the questions. They're all sort of saying the same thing. I'm starting to get the gist. But I think, um, or maybe that's just our perspective on it or my perspective on it, but I think, you know, what's really important is that you, it can't always be your way or the highway. So I think, you know, that's really important that you, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, having the glass, like what is the, the mandatories or the non-negotiables of a relationship that, you know, you're both aligned on. Tell us about the glass. No, I love the glass. glass. Tell us about the glass. Well, the glass is the glass is sacred. The glass smashes. You don't want to break that. That's the bond that brings you together. Or in, in any, you can use it and apply it in work or any relationship in life or whatever it might be. Is, is What is the non-negotiables of your relationship? What is the thing that is most sacred to each other that you know that simply can't be penetrated because if it does, you know, that will really hurt and it will really pull, you know, pull on you know, heartstrings but also pull on tension within the relationship. But I think you then it's how you sort of mould around that glass or the clay, I like Can you to give us it. a tangible example? Oh, come on, honey. Um, with, with our relationship? Oh, just any example. Can't put me on the spot like that. Um, I can. I just did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Um, I'm trying to think. That's. I'm trying to think. You know, in our relationship, what is? It doesn't have to be our relationship. It can but be just an example. That's what we're talking about, right? Well, I mean, sure, but also generally. Well, I throw it back to you. What is something that we both really? have in common that we can't break and then what is something that you've molded to be with me uh actually i can't think of that you know what's the clay and what's the glass right so the glass is the non-negotiables and the clay is other things that That you you mold mold. around your partner because obviously you're not going to find someone who lacks uh, you need you need to give a little bit yeah and we you know we our relationship was you know, we we were very different people when we first met, but we yeah. had some really common things that we really aligned on. Mm. One 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 big one was family or future family, both coming from separated families. That mm. was something we really, you know, not only that's our journey and that's probably what brought us together, but having that understanding of what that means, mm. I think was a really important thing. So that was our glass. Like our mm-hmm. glass is if we're in this, we're in this forever, mm-hmm. you know, and that was our commitment and still very much is when we, finally get married unlucky <laughs> so that's our glass mm-hmm. but have i molded things around yes i've molded things around mm-hmm. have i learned a hell of a lot yes mm-hmm. i've learned a hell of a lot and i think i've changed as a person and become a better person being with you and hopefully i've brought out things in yourself that would do the same but of i course. think you know that's the mold like there's things that i was used to and grew up you know in a way that i expected x y and z from my partner in life and I don't expect all those things anymore because equally, you know. So wait, you lowered your expectations. <laughs> no, me. I just found enjoyment <laughs> by, you know, whether it was I love, you know, not going too deep in this path, but I love cooking where mm-hmm. I probably grew up in an environment was very much like, you know, the women in my life cooked for, you know, men in the family. In your family, yeah, in, yeah, exactly in my right. family. So that's, that's not uncommon. That mm. has happened and it has happened you know, generation, generationally. But I think that is something I love doing and largely I'm the one who always thinks about dinner in Mm. our relationship Mm -hmm. and, yes, I'm always hungry. But 
you know, that's something that I want to take. But that's why I have created this app that just makes the thought process <laughs> for so you many easier. <laughs> Oven baked chicken. Yeah. With Stevie. But I think um, that's, for instance, that's mm-hmm, molding mm-hmm. around our relationship. But mm-hmm. our glass is our commitment to each other no mm-hmm. matter what. Or our glass is we don't go to bed angry at each other. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if we break that, we're tearing at the fibres of our relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's a tangible example mm-hmm. or two mm-hmm. out of how I've moulded what I perceived was going to be, you know, how my relationship would work to make it work with us. And, you know, they're two, you know, really small ones, but I think um, equally shows that that glass is really sacred. You don't want to break that and you should know what that is in a relationship. But, you know, you've got to mould. You've got to, you've got to evolve is probably even a better word is – you know, what you thought might be or what your perception or what you perceived could be how your relationship's going to pan out, you don't know. Mm. Every day is different. Life throws curveballs all the bloody time. And I think how we adapt as a partnership to those curveballs is equally how we complement each other and keep each other, you know, satisfied and happy and fulfilled because I think not every day is sunshine and rainbows and we mm. have to be able to mould and push and, and be receptive of when one person's feeling down or up because... Some days are harder than others and that's for so many reasons in life and work and mm-hmm. you know, whatever that might be. But how we can pick each other up and be there for each other, you know, that's what it needs to come back to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice advice there. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Don't steal my glass and clay. <laughs> okay, always kiss after an argument. It doesn't have to be a big kiss, just a peck. It signifies the argument is over, you're moving on and you still love and appreciate your partner. I think that's nice if it works for you. Do that. But you can also be like... I want a big I feel French like kiss, like, though. Oh, no. Nah, big it, tongue one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, next one. When uh, This is a really good one. When you disagree, stick to the issue at hand. Don't drag up old fights, old flames yep. or old issues. I think that's a really good one. I think it also depends. I think if it, if it is something that... Um, that you've already brought up before and your partner is doing the same thing again, then it's okay to bring it up because you're like, okay, we've already we've already had this discussion. Yep. Nothing's changed. How are we going to make this work? But I think sometimes it is important to move on from things if you have found a solution because otherwise you're always going to be stuck thinking about it. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a really good one. If you are having an argument or a disagreement or whatever it might be or you're not seeing eye to eye on something, I think there's no point, you know, throwing an extra bunch of things that you've been thinking about mm. in, your, in your mind or the back of your mind because I think then equally you haven't communicated that early enough to get it off your chest. So I think um, by adding more mayonnaise is what I like to call it on top of an argument. I don't think that's productive and ultimately, you know, that's something we don't do. We, we focus, you know, when we do have a disagreement or don't see eye to eye on something, we do focus on what that is. And, and you know, there's been things that we both have done that, hey, we've already spoken about this. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. How do I change? But if we've how do already we had change? a solution. How do we work okay. on this together? And yeah. I think there's a solution, but sometimes people need reminding and that's mm. okay too. But, mm-hmm. you know, it should be something that you work together on. It's not just you need a change. And I think that's really why a relationship is a partnership because you've got to help each other and work with each other to make it, mm. you know, whether it's an, an agreement or An example with this might be people that have, and this is, again, it is your choice that – if someone has cheated on you in a, or cheated on someone in a relationship and that person chooses to to have that person back and then that person, I don't know, they do something but it's got nothing to do with the cheating, that's an example I think if you were to hold on to that, you couldn't accept that person back unless you were able to let go. Obviously if they did it again, goodbye, there's the curve. But I'm also not saying that that I personally believe that I would that's take someone back though. after cheating. Yeah, but... but Exactly right. I don't, actually, I don't know. I don't know what I would do in that in that circumstance. But I, I do know friends that have taken someone back, but then it still is an issue for years in their relationship, even though their partner hasn't done it again. Mm. Um, and that it the means trust. that they just can't make yeah. it work because they never get that trust back. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. But I think that's you, the key call out there is if you've accepted mm. that person mm. you know, back into your life in this circumstance leave it at the door, it's done. Mm. Move forward with that person because there's that trust and acceptance mm. of, hey, I'm bearing all here, my heart's on the line, I really want you to be a part of my life and equally hopefully it's reciprocal and I think you need to honour that and move mm. forward because if you just hold on to, you know, you're, you're the one who's losing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. 
The best advice I ever got was from my grandmother. I asked her if she and my grandfather were still in love after all these years. Yes, she said. We can argue about the little things because we agree on all of the big things. I think we sort of touched on that. That bit is of the glass and the clay, bit of oh, it know, is the glass and the clay. That's exactly right. There you go. I, I could I couldn't agree more. And I think the big things, you know, something like for example, if you want to have kids and your partner doesn't, or they're things that are can make it. It's like in any any relationship yeah. in your life, in the business big, as well. If you're yeah. not on the same page with the big things, yeah. it's really hard to move forward. Yeah, class and it can be really sad when you're not. Exactly right. Okay. This is a sad one. How do you know when it's over, when you feel more in love with the memories than with the person in front of you? Shall we just leave that one there? Yeah, nah. I'd, I'd look, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never, you know, I've had past relationships, but that this doesn't really, you know, I think if you're looking back on, you know, what you enjoyed the most and you're not 100% committed in that moment, like I think, you know, that's a tough circumstance to be in. There's no doubt mm. about it. And I think um, everyone has, you know, relationships in life and it doesn't just have to be um, intimate ones either. Like I think, you know, you know having a best friend, you you can drift apart. Mm. You can outgrow each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people from high school end up or primary school end up not being friends for life. Even you were best friends forever and you had Mm. a bracelet saying so. You might not be friends 10, 15, 20 years later because everyone goes on a different journey and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay, lucky we're agreeing on these because um, (laughs) – I want a contentious one. Imagine if it was like the undoing of us. No, no, no. It wouldn't be public. Was that exciting for you? <laughs> no, is it? it's not. It's not. It's <laughs> bloody not, hell. It's not. That was a strange thought. Anyway, Delete okay. The podcast. This one's a really nice one. Thank them for everything, even for the little things they do. Saying thank you for emptying the dishwasher isn't just about the dishes. It says, "I notice you. I recognise the work that you do to make our home better. I value your efforts enough to call them out, and I do not take those efforts for granted. No one will ever get tired of being thanked, and at the same time, it fosters an atmosphere of gratitude in the home." you may find yourself being thanked more in return. I I 100% agree with that. 100%. I think that sometimes not being, feeling appreciated in any type of relationship, friendship, romantic relationship, work relationship with a colleague, it can be one of the hardest things. And I think as soon as you start to feel unappreciated, it creates a strange, like a a balance, what's the word when the balance is off? Imbalance. Imbalance. That would be the word. It creates an imbalance and it's really hard to come back from there. So, And it doesn't. Ta- it takes five seconds to say thank you, that I appreciate you. And it's so simple and so easy and makes such a difference. I think so many people underestimate the small things and being able to acknowledge those small things or, because they do add up to big things. And I mm. think that's how, you know, the big thing might be of how you're feeling in your relationship. Are you feeling valued? And I think, um, you know, if you really honour those small things and, and acknowledge, you know, that person's trying or putting the effort in, and, mm. you know, I, I, I actually, yeah, I think that's a great one. Talk to each other. Talk about the silly, silly things, about serious topics, about everything and anything under the sun. I think that is very important and I think it just comes back to communication is the, well, for us, I think it's the most important thing mm-hmm. of our relationship. Yep. I agree. <clears throat> My mum once told me that the secret of marriage is not to commit to someone for the rest of your life. It's to commit to trying 100% every day. Yeah, but I think that's been engaged and being Mm. present, right? Like, and I think, you know, we've done it. You go on autopilot and sometimes you've got to snap yourself back out of it. And Mm. I think, um, you know, that's sort of what I said said earlier um, in the podcast. But I think... You know, if your intention is forever and that's arguably what, you know, when if you, if you do decide to get married or you don't decide to get married, I think 100%, being 100% engaged day in, day out will create mm. that success in the relationship. Agree. And Bill has just walked into the room. If you heard any rustling, it's him. <laughs> Wait till it's Bill and Ben. <laughs> All right, last one. I've skipped a few of the ones that were repetitive. Uh, So we're on the last one and that is love yourself and everything else will fall into place. Now, I'm not sure I agree with everything else will fall into place because I don't, I think that sometimes just the way that life is, things don't always fall into place, but I could not agree more that loving yourself, you don't really have to love every, I'm not sure about like 
accepting yourself, I would say more so, and making sure that you're doing things for you and you kind of then through that, through self-discovery, you find out what you need and want in a relationship. I think that is so important first. I have nothing really to add to that, but yeah. I oh, think did you like what I said? No. It was, was it just so good? It wasn't bad, yeah. It wasn't bad, it wasn't bad. I think, um, yeah, I, I think you need to have self-love. I think mm. that's a really powerful thing. That's in any circumstance and it ebbs and flows always, you know, mm. everyone has their days, but I think... Um, having self-love allows you to be 100% available for that other person, I truly believe, because I think, you know, um, I've even seen over, you know, our journey, like when one of us is a bit down the dumps on it, mm. on themselves and that could be for so many reasons. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to all be, you know, um, just genuinely, you know, it could be, oh, I woke up not feeling the greatest today. Oh, I'm, I might just, <laughs> I've got a sore stomach. I've had a bad day of work, you know, mm. like equally some things I think, you know, that's emotion, that's life, it all ebbs and flows but I think um you know self-love and is a really important part of anyone and it, and it takes practice it doesn't just happen it does I couldn't agree more well that is number 36 we definitely didn't do 36 but you're probably happy we didn't everyone listening like that was a lot let's go back to the dirty sex <laughs> oh my god Oh, Bill's leaving the room now. Bye, Bill. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. No, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Joel, thank you for coming on. Spending your Sunday night with me. No. Sefi's busy. She's busy. I'm back. I'll find someone else next week. Um, No. Um, But thank you so much, yeah, for coming on, honey. And (laughs) sorry, I said it again. I'm so sorry to anyone listening that, that doesn't like it. And. If you do want to find out more about Keep It Cleaner, you can find out more at our website, www.keepitcleaner.com.au. We've got a seven-day free trial if you want to give it a go and especially if you want to have a look at the new Kick Bump program, which will be in the app on Sunday, May the 9th. And you can find Keep It Cleaner on social media at Keep It Cleaner. You can find me at laura.henshaw and you can find Steph at Steph Claire Smith and that's all. So thank you so much for listening. Hang on. You've Hang on what? You've forgotten one thing. What have I forgotten? Well, the Miller clan will be bigger by the time the next podcast rolls <gasps> around. Oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. Very exciting. I mean, that's why that was my special share, so I didn't forget. Oh, how would I forget that? Yeah, I know that's why I'm that's with amazing. you right now and not Steph, which, you know, love you, but also love recording with Steph. Uncle Dalton. (laughs) It sounds good. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys.